Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know what I feel like doing? Play me in Rainbow Road. Of course, I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Game Break. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things retro gaming, and I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? It's the host with the most, the original pancake, aim on the mic, his player two to my player one. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing pretty swell, and you might want to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. Not me. I don't want to thank anyone. Not, I got here on my own. And not, you know, it, of course it's time. But you know what it's time to do? Time it's to time, duel? It's time to say happy birthday. And it's time to say happy birthday. Is it my birthday? The, my no. Birthday, my birthday. Close. Birthday, You're birthday, close. Birthday. But it's the N64's birthday. It is, a, it is now the 25th anniversary of this console's release. And what better way to celebrate the release of this console than talking about our favorite games for said console? I remember the days of getting your cartridge and blowing on it when it explicitly told you on the back, don't blow on these things. Don't. But I, why I would you tell me that? But they still work. I love how the fact that all these years, I recently found that out a couple of years ago. Like It says don't. Even the thousands of millions of people did that. And second, how does it feel, uh, Kalo, that knowing that me and you are both older than the N64? It feels good because, like, if we're talking about, like, first game consoles I ever played on, it was, like, Sega Dreamcast N64. No, I, that, that I get it, but I always assumed that the N64 came out, like, in January 4th. That's what I mean. Like, how do you feel like yeah. you're months ahead of the N64? It, it feels pretty scary. It yeah, does. Because right? it's, like, 25, like, that's a big anniversary for mm-hmm. a console, and especially it's games that people still talk about to this day and still kind of love and cherish and uh and the fact want a that, remaster and the fact that the N64 had out of everything that came out that year the console wise the N64 wasn't that strong compared to the other games that came out and people laughed at the N64 but look back now 25 years later people talk about the N64 more rather than the PlayStation 1 and the uh, Virtual Boy shout out to the Virtual Boy if you remember that shout out now for all that it's worth, um, I always talk about like the N64 and how I want to get the the see-through purple attachments for my Switch. I think that is the most iconic look for a Nintendo console. I don't know why they don't embrace it more. I personally own the Donkey Kong 64 edition of the console where it's like that green, that bright green, and I just love it. Please tell me you have it. No, you have a black one. You're basic. What? I said you... I was like, please tell me you have the green one too. But you, I see you have the black one. I you are basic. OG, the OG. And the fact that I actually don't have this plugged in, even though I have a TV right over here, it's on my... Um, let me show... Like, you can't really see it. I have a yeah. shelf over here, and I have it on top of it. Looking down, it has get dusted on it. Let me just blow on it and make sure it works. But <laughs> I, I... If you think... I keep this up on my top shelf, and you'd be thinking, oh, he just has it for decoration. I change this. Like, I'll take this game out one day, put another one in. Not because is of Is that plugging. Super Mario Tennis? No. Or is that not. Goldeneye? No, that is actually WWF Attitude. Oh, okay. The I... Um, I would actually, instead of, you know, putting a new game in and plugging in, I would just take this game out 
and then put a new game in and just keep it up there. Like every month, I change it. Why? Because I'm a madman and I want to make a reason why I have it up here. But I do have it up here, and I love just my brother who comes in my room and just be like, "Why isn't it plugged in?" I'm like, "I just want it up there." He's like, "Then why do you change the cartridges and put something new on it?" I'm like, "Cause I feel good when I do it." It's the aesthetic reasons, obviously. Yeah. Mondays are golden. I Tuesdays is Mario Kart wins. Instead of days, I do months. So, so every month, so I I have to change it now. It's October. I gotta put a new game in there. But. Potentially a spooky game, but that's uh, that's good. Also, a little history for you. At the time of the N64's release, it was highly controversial that at the time. Nintendo decided to use the cartridge method whenever PlayStation 1 released, and they had CDs. So it's kind of like interesting. I I love gaming history, looking back on these things. And it's like at the time, we still had the technology to do CDs, but they chose the cartridge thing and it stuck. And like, it's just a cool gimmick for Nintendo. And that's why I said going back to like how people laughed at it. It's like, why are we using something that's outdated? And what? And everyone's using granted, CDs have more capability of holding more information and having more graphical things but n64 and nintendo went with the approachable we know what we're doing we know what the engine is which is why try something new that we don't know anything about and just use this and 25 years later once again people are still talking about getting this anyways speaking (laughs) speaking of things we can make fun of and i think we collectively agree on this Hands down, the worst controller of all time. I still don't know how to hold it. I don't know how to hold it still. I heard the rumor has it. You can hold it from the sides for one game, and then you hold it through the middle on the side for one game, and then the other thing. I personally believe it is one of the worst controllers of all time. It's classic. Don't get me wrong, but it just handles very badly. There's a door behind you. Get the fuck out of here. How the fuck do you get the nerve? to talk about the N64 controller like that. It's one of the best controllers, one of the most difficult ones to talk shit about. It is unique. It is great. You got lawsuits out of it. People (laughs) made money out of it. It is a great console. Tell me, have you never seen a controller with three handles on it? Like, that's fucking dope as fuck. And the Z-Stick is behind it. And it has a rumble you can add a thing with a rumble. It, it was the, the rumble was, pack. The rumble pack. Like, don't talk shit about the N64 controller. That it was very was, unique. I'll give it, it that. It was so fucking unique, and I love looking at it. And like, God, I would defend that. That <laughs> will be to my grave. Here lies Aim on the mic. His favorite controller, the N64. The headstone's gonna be an N64 controller. But in order to celebrate this illustrious console, I think it's time we celebrate some of the best games for said console. The controller. Best the game. controller, just the controller. Trying to figure out how to hold it. Best game. It really is a game, but um, much like the GameCube console list or the game list there, um, I don't have a rule for this as far as not including Super Mario sixty four. Hint, hint. That's my first game for this thing, primarily because I look at this console and like all those games are pretty much on that same tier. Unlike Melee, who's on a totally different tier. So. Here, I might as well go for it right now. One of my favorite games for this console is Super Mario 64. It's the launch title for this console. The level design, the musical scores for this game are hands down the most iconic in video game history. Um, The platforming aspect of the game as well. You mentioned it in the GameCube podcast where we talked about 
I think I was talking about Sunshine, I think, at that time, I believe. Mario Sunshine, yep. Yeah, and talking about now, the platforming in this game was just, it set the standard. It was the standard bearer for Mario games to come. You still see aspects of this game in things like Super Mario Odyssey. I think that's also a good comparison to this game. But when we talk about all-time classic games, like hands down the best of the best, I believe this game deserves a spot at least in the top five of anything we talk about games. Do you agree or no? Um, I disagree. I honestly don't. Really? Yeah. Why? Super Mario 64, not one of the most iconic games of all time? Uh, you know, those are, I, I defended this game back in the um, GameCube game. But looking back at it, and you're talking about, you're not even talking about like what came after it. It was difficult. It was the most difficult game I have ever played. Still better than Sunshine. Give me that. But um, if I'm just like not even thinking about the future, what came after, blah, 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 like... I think there were other better games on this 64 that's more iconic and more uh, better than what we got on the N60, uh, than Mario 64. I, the one thing that was difficult in that game, for the life of me, the level where you have to take the baby penguin down yeah, the I ice exactly slide. Yeah, what you're talking about. That was, what do you mean the most? That was the, the best time I had in my life. It was fun, but the guilt, and also, like, if you just decide to go unhinged to throw the baby penguin oh, off the ledge. I did that. I did that. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, fuck you, baby penguin. Ah. Um, it. I it made some weird it. noises, too. He, just, I mean, he had it coming. Um, I also hit a King Bob bomb. Mm-hmm. Was it King Bob bomb or was it King, or was it just a bo- the little bomb? No, it was the King. He's at the yeah, top yeah, of the yeah, spiral yeah, 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 hill. Yeah, 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 that's what. Fuck King Bob bomb. Fuck, fuck him. I don't like him. Um, he's also confirmed for the new Super Mario movies. Wink, Please. wink. <laughs> um, Please. I, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to knock it out. What do you know I'm going to say for my number on um, the first one? And this is, even though this isn't in any order, but at heart, this is my number one game. I know Goldeneye. It's Goldeneye. It's, it, it is Goldeneye. I didn't it, put it on my list for that reason. I'm like, he's going to take care of it. I trust him. If he doesn't <laughs> mention it, something's wrong with him. <laughs> Kato knows how much I love Golden Knight. How much my siblings love Golden Knight to the fact that we actually bought it for the Wii when it came out. And that game is so good. I fucking played odd job with the hat, throwing the hat and contaminating people. It is one of the it, it put the I feel like it's the game that put N sixty four on the map and put it the rest. Like yes, we're not on CDs, but look what we're doing with a cartridge. Look how great. Everyone is. That's another party game too. We talked about the GameCube, how the Mario parties and the Double Dash and Mario Kart sixty four is a party game. Goldeneye is a party game too, which is four controllers. It's a fucking dope game, and I kind of wish the Switch. If the Switch doesn't add this in the N sixty four thing, I'm reselling my Switch. <laughs> He's I'm sending gonna, it back. I am sending it back. If GameStop won't take it, I'll be like, just, just take it. Take it. I don't want it. So you alluded to this game already, so I guess I'll lead into that game. Mario Kart 64. This literally would not be an N64 list without this legend of a game. I hinted at in the GameCube podcast. My mains were Toad. Toad was the dude. If you were not Toad, you might as well just leave. As a resort, as a backup, Donkey Kong and Yoshi. You know, fun fact. Koopa, um, Koopa Troopa was supposed to be in that game, but they took him out last minute. 
But the only reason why and solely why I love Toad in that game is the meme when people say when you click Toad and his hand goes up and they play the song, all I do is win, win yep. and your hands go up. And I, I just for solely for that reason, I have always played Toad now. Every time I relaunch in my N64 um, Mario Kart game at my friend's uh, house. That's the it, only reason why I play Toad now. But prior, it was always um, Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. But um, solely did uh, Toad now because of that. And your hands go up. Toad was great. Toad was great. Um, I also want to talk about like the tracks in the game. Some of the best. Uh, Not only the, the tracks, the I'm sorry to interrupt the balloon, the balloon races, the versus mm-hmm. races. Those were fucking great. Oh, uh, the balloon mode was just some of the most stressful time in my life. But um, that's one of my top games. Uh, do you have another one for the list? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, this some, and this is something I've been doing. Uh, uh, what was it? You said Mar- You said Super Mario 64. You said Mario Kart. Uh, I gotta go with fucking um, what should we call it? Uh, I just had it. The Mario Party games. The okay. First, the first uh, I said it for the GameCube. I'm seeing it here. The first introducing introduction to a real party game, and something I alluded earlier about the lawsuits, where a lot of lawsuits came across when people were playing with the mini games and ripping their skin. Yeah. And, and then N sixty I love Nintendo to this day. They issue people with gloves for the skins ripping off and just like going too fast. And I'm just like, you guys have that issue? Like I it's all in the motion. <laughs> it's granted, all in the flick I, of the I, wrist. Granted that's how I became a DJ because you had a scratch. So I'm like, you know yep. what? I'm used to going circles around so I just gotta go with the fingers hey. now. It works. And yeah. I wanna give a quick little honorable mention before i get into my other ones uh, both legend of zelda majora's mask and ocarina of time love those games hands down some of my favorites because i did talk about zelda at length in the other podcast but um one of my other ones and i guess we'll stick in the vein of racing games diddy kong racing <laughs> did i beat you to it i you beat you to it you, you beat me fucking to it Honestly, that's I, was, what I was that's what I was thinking about mm, why I, before I said Mario Party. I was honestly surprised in the GameCube list we didn't have overlapping games, but if this is going to be the game that we overlap, hey, you know what? It's great. Uh we all know Mario Kart, we all know how great it is, but Diddy Kong offered the chance for gamers to use other carts like airplanes, like boats. And I do want to say Diddy Kong Racing is a pioneer in that aspect where they started it and Mario Kart didn't adapt this feature until much later in their franchise. So it started with Diddy Kong. You also add in the various characters, that hub world. Also, you get to play as Banjo. And that's a little hint at one of my other games. Oh, my God. In um, in the game. So it's pretty cool. And my sister is actually really... My sister loves that game to the death. She wants that game to be on the N64, um, on Nintendo Online. She's like, she wants to play that game. We, Our mother actually threw a lot of our N64 games away. So whenever I go to the conventions, um, like Smash Hunt or whatever, I am on the hunt to find all the games that I used to own as Kellett and hide it from my mom. One day she might come to my room uninvited, be like, I spawned old games, I need to go to trash. Mom, don't touch it now. But, Keep it uh, in your, uh, your N64, always. Just leave <laughs> always. it, don't touch it. Always, oh my god, that's oh. So here's another game, and I kind of upset that I didn't say it on the um on the GameCube because it was also a GameCube version. Um, Gauntlet. 
Okay. You, know, you, you may have never played it. You don't sound like you played it. You never played it on the GameCube or the um, N64, right? Please elaborate more. I might have played it. I just forgot. It's like you're, you could be like a wizard or whatever. You go into these dungeons and there's like mobs coming. It's like it's I could hardly explain it because it's, it's it's like one of those games that you can explain a little bit of it. But it's like I, you just had to be there. You just had you just had to be there. And people that are listening here would know what I'm talking about. Gauntlet, one of the most underrated game, not only on the GameCube, but also on the N64. And I kind of feel bad for not saying it on the GameCube before. I'm sorry, Gauntlet, don't hate me. Such a shame. And I'm going to lead into my second to last game now, where it's just, you know, it's the way it is. I hinted at it earlier. Banjo-Kazooie. This is one of the first games I found myself playing for hours on end when I had the N64. Um, The platforming and overall funny wit of the game was just, it just gave it character, and it's what Super Mario 64 refined in the way that it's just, it's a fun game to play. Like, even, it's been so long. If you haven't played this title, I highly recommend you go back and play Banjo-Kazooie. There is Banjo-Tooie. I don't know. Banjo-Tooie. Do what you, Banjo-Tooie, do what you want. Banjo-Kazooie, nuts and bolts. Do not play that game. Just please don't. It's Don't touch it. Don't but Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Kazooie, such a great game. He's in Smash, so he's doing a good job. So, yeah, Banjo-Kazooie, one of my favorite N64 games. All right, here's another one, and I'm surprised you haven't said this yet. I might. You don't. You don't I only got one no, more, no. so maybe well, not. there are a lot of GameCube games. If you don't say it, I have another one in my mind. If you don't say it, you're a fake fan. Go for um, it. This one, and you can, yes, you can, you can put this as number two, Pokemon Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's another good one. Um, I so I love two more than one because it's Gen two. Mm. You know how much I love Gen two and how much I talk about it oh, to yeah. this day. But um, Pokemon Stadium is such a fun game out there. You you have all the Pokédex. You don't have to collect them or anything like they're unlocked. Some of them have some weird moves that you never thought would have. Like Voltorb has Rain Rain Dance and Pokemon Stadium team. Me and my buddy. When we played it a, year, a couple like four years ago, we we're like, "Why does electric type need to know rain dance?" We found out when it's when somebody does rain dance, it also boosts it boosts up electric types too, apparently, which I never knew. And I thought, "Wow, that's cool." Um, Pokemon Stadium One, like I only I only I only like it because it has no rules, it has no type advantage. Ghost can hit normal, and normal <laughs> can hit ghost. So like all the type advantages don't mean jack shit. It's it's a lawless land out it, there. It's a lawless land out there, and literally anything can happen. It literally all determines who's hitting first, who has the better accuracy, and who has the better power move. That's all that matters. It's fucking great, and I love it. Stadium Two fixes all that issues, but the fact that when me and my friend played it years later, and we were shocked that Snowlax was able to hit that um. Gengar, we were like, what the fuck? He's a normal type. He can't hit him. I have this like fever dream of a mini game in that. I think it's either one or the two. Clefairy, the Clefairy? No, the Lickitung one where the food's on the conveyor belt and you not, have to like. I do not remember that one. It's weird, man. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but there was a Lickitung mini game where like food's on a conveyor belt. Or it might have been Clefairy. I don't know. But I just remember that. It. These games were just what we wanted, and it laid the groundwork for like Pokemon Coliseum, XD Gale, Darkness, mm-hmm. all those 3D games. Uh, it's just fun to like think about these games, the amount of time putting into these games. Yeah, uh, it's uh, what, amazing. Can you talk about how the game box the games came into? They came in these giant boxes too. Mm-hmm. Dude, there, were, there weren't any really like small CDs that we have now. 
they gave him these giant ass like it was like cardboard boxes. boxes for this tiny ass game. Good for Nintendo for presentation. It's like, mm-hmm. like I, I kind of I, I do not remember what else was in that box besides the game contents in the manual that was so fucking big. Yeah, uh, it's like but, it could have been a smaller cardboard box if yeah. really. Uh, but I remember going no, to GameStop you, and seeing all the like the games on yeah. the rack, and it's uh it's just good memories. You, man. You, you have to build your own institution. You have to build the game yourself. That's what's in that giant box. Honestly, it would lead you to believe that. But um, <laughs> so what's your honorable mention before? Even though there's no out of ranked, I'm kind of been saying Golden Eyes number one, but. Um, I did say um, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask are mm-hmm. like my Top honorable one. mentions just uh, because, you know, I talked about Zelda enough. Uh, the time cycle in uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, putting on different um, aliases and all that stuff. It's all good and well. I just love it. The speed runs and the randomizers of those games, I highly recommend you go check those out. Mm-hmm. It's just some of the best content. You can just throw it on in the background and just watch it as it goes. They're like so, three hours long. It's amazing. In that case, do you mind if I do my honorable mention? Go for forgot. it. So honorable mention, and this was this is tough because I was actually tied between this and the GoldenEye game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mortal Kombat trilogy. Oh. You know you know how much I'm a Mortal game. I'm also a big fan of this is the Mortal Kombat. I mean, I talked about how me and my brother grew up on that game. We bonded over it. Um, endless times playing it. Uh, literally, that and GoldenEye, you could literally t- replace them. They could either be number one in my spot. Yeah. Uh, they're just such a fantastic fucking game. And another game, this game is a number. This wouldn't be. I don't. I don't take this game as the same caliber as Mortal Kombat or as GoldenEye. It is Bomberman. You to- you like Bomberman. I remember I you talking about it a while I, back. I do love Bomberman. I played it more on the GameCube than I did on the 64, but it is a fun game because it's like like mon- um, Super Monkey um, Ball. It's a different, complete game. It's something out of the blue. It's strictly a multiplayer game with friends. You just a lot of thinking to it. You got to plan how to do it. It is such a fun game, and it's different. It really mm-hmm. is, and... And yeah, that's it. And so, go. What's your your last? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's a very obscure game, Bomberman. Like he's not one of those like iconic video game characters. Although it's underrated. It's underrated game. It really is. And do do you remember there's this like very serious version of Bomberman that dropped? It was really weird looking. I remember seeing the box in GameStop, thinking like, "That's Bomberman. Like, (laughs) what what happened to him? He must have seen some things. He's been through some stuff. He really has, but." The top game for me, and this, I said I got the special edition console of this game, uh, Donkey Kong 64. I feel like this is often an overlooked game as far as N64 goes. Um, Just because the different rosters of the Kongs that were in this game, how they offered up different powers, different abilities. Donkey Kong literally had a massive nut shotgun, and that is not a bit. I, I honestly, he literally I, has one. I honestly thought you were gonna stop at nut. Like I thought you, I were, I was so ready. I'm like through four year old Kel seeing a giant nut on a giant ape. Like that's what just sagging. They just say, um, but like he literally had a gun, and like I remember diddy kong had a little peanut pistol well which he has in the um in smash game sound in smash and then um lanky kong i think that was his name had a little blow dart where he shot like purple bubbles out of 
um i forgot the big guy the big funky, kong. Oh, funky kong not funky it was something like bra i'm gonna look this up i'm looking this up i feel like i feel like caleb picked it was always the funky kong kind of guy i uh, fu- funky is pretty pretty dope chunky kong is that what he's called no I was, about to say chunky, I was about to say Chunky Kong is something that Amanda would give Funky Kong's name. That yeah. sounds like... No, name. his name is Chunky. No, chunky like, Kong. Isn't that something Amanda would say? She would look at Donkey Kong and he like, oh, he owned Donkey. He's Chunky. Chunky Kong. Yeah. Um. No. So his name is Chunky Kong. He had literally a bazooka on his shoulder and he would launch out, I think it was like watermelons or something. And I think... Monkeys don't, mon- monkeys don't eat watermelons. Well, they launch them out of... Uh, out of uh, bazookas. cannons, bazookas, yeah, and then there was Tiny Kong in that game. So was he? Was he tiny? She was tiny, yes. But yeah, um, for me, Donkey Kong sixty four, all time iconic N sixty four game. My sister actually hates that game. She likes Diddy Kong Racing in the middle of that, but also the not- DK rap, all time electric song should be played more. <laughs> Just put some respect on the name of the Donkey Kong rap. I have never heard the Donkey Kong rap in my life. You have uh, to. It change it change your life. <laughs> it change your life. I'll hold you to it. Um this one, this is unfortunately this isn't my number one. Like I said, my number one is Goldeneye more and um but um and it, it's another two games because it could literally be any of them. Um it could be literally any of those games and it's either and I'm also surprised, first of all, you haven't you, you didn't say Pokemon Snap. I'm surprised you didn't say it. It was going to make the list, but then I'm like, he's probably going to berate me. He's like, oh, it's just a game where you take pictures of Pokemon. It's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not fully prepared to have that argument with him. So I'm just going to put that off my list. It's not on there. I love it, but it's not going to be on my list. I was so ready. The sad part is, it is true. I had that lock and loaded in there. I'm like, come on. Where is he going to say Pokemon Snap? It was say? literally about to be on my list, and I was just like, you know what? I don't have it in me today to to talk about this game. I would have ripped you. You, you called me on the game, people, and like, I didn't go on a big rant. I would literally put the game down. It's just, yeah. it's just a tick. It's just literally, literally a photographer. But um, anyway, these two games, like I said, it's not my number one, but I can't have these off my list. Um. Um, no, sorry, three. There are three games. I can't. I have to have it. Uh, WWF No Mercy. I'm surprised you didn't even say this one. Um, by the way, I want to talk about how I kicked you and Jared's ass and back in the day. We don't talk the, about that. We talk about. I, I beat that. I beat both of you guys. Poked, poked to the eye of Jared. I'm literally saying this one more time because this is gonna go on my story. And I'm gonna tag Jared. I kicked our friend who is a pro wrestler, Jared. Diaz and WWF No Mercy with the finger pork of doom in between his eyes. Jared, I know you're going to watch my story. I kicked your ass. Um, all right, I got that bit out of the way. Thank you. Uh, doom in 64, which just got on the, you just got a um, re-release. And um, another one. What, what do you think the last one is? Let's see if you can guess it. You already said a Mario Party, I believe. Yep, I said the Mario Party. I said Pokemon Stadium. I don't know. You, you, you're not going to guess it. It's so out of the blue. I, I don't know. What is it? It is Bad Fur Day. Oh, Conquered's Bad Fur Day. Yes. Oh, my. Yes. That is such a, like, you game. Because it's like, I said Banjo-Kazooie, and, like, I'll, let's just call it what it is. Banjo-Kazooie is, like, Crash Mickey, Mickey Mouse content compared to, like, what this game is. <laughs> 
And like the whole concept of the game is the squirrel gets so drunk, he loses his girlfriend and you have to find the girlfriend. But like through the whole game, it's like, it's like risque. Like these characters have big boobs. These characters are like talking about how they hate cats and like blah, blah, blah. Like it's such like a, like why? End game. It literally really is. And mind you, just wondering how did I have this game? I had a brother. An older brother, he had, he was able to get this game. We played it when mom was out of the house, and we played this fucking game. It was such a great fucking game. And if like you had to pick a game to play around your parents, like that game is so like sneaky. It looks like an age appropriate game because it's like a squirrel, and it, he looks, you know, like Banjo Kazooie would, but it's not. Mm-mm. It's not. And <laughs> you were not ready for that too as an option. I I remember seeing that game and I'm just like, yeah, like it's a good game, but like I don't want to take away from uh anything of what that game oh my. what whatever that game was. That game is a natural choice where it needs to be remade for the Switch. Let's go. Potentially, but I don't know if it's gonna come out. But will you know what will come out more is uh more episodes of the Get Comfy Game Break. You can catch maybe, more episodes. Maybe. Potentially, you can catch more episodes on every Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Podcast Network. Go check out the Get Comfy Podcast every Sunday morning and of course, the Get Comfy Lowdown every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms. But you know what? We'll see you guys next time. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.